Thank you for joining me on my second episode of The Black View. I want to thank my guest, Muna, for joining me. Um, I feel like we're going to have a really interesting conversation today. And, you know, black women are the blueprint. And that's what we're going to enforce today. But yes, Muna, please introduce yourself to the audience. Okay. Well, hi. My name is Muna. I go by Muna Moon. Mostly Moon, though. I am 20 years old. I'm a film student, um, photographer, director. Uh, I attend the L.A. Film School, but um, with COVID and everything, I'm still home in the DMV, so I'm from Nova. And um, hopefully sooner than later, I'll be bi-coastal, so I'll be able to come home, do some work, and make some content out in L.A. Um, L.A.? Yeah. That's so far. I know. Oh, my God. Have you been before? Yeah, I have. Really? Is it nice? Yeah, it's really nice. But I mean, I like the last time I went, I was like really like I was with my parents and stuff, so like I couldn't really have fun as an adult. Mm -hmm. And then by the time like I decided to apply to the school, COVID hit. So it was just like there was no (laughs) you know what I mean. But like at any time with like the vaccine and stuff, they could be like, Oh, campus is reopening, you got like a couple weeks to move to LA. Right. That's super cool though. Yeah. Wow. Damn. I've always wanted to visit. I thought that was super cool. But because you're a film student, what's your hopes, you know, for black people in the film and entertainment industry? Because I don't see a lot of black people. Like, they're coming out more, you know, yeah. Jordan Peele. Mm-hmm. And I feel like actors are coming out, Daniel Kaluuya mm-hmm. and Lakeith Stanfield. But I feel like it's still not enough representation. Uh, I feel like as far as representation, you have to think, like, about, like, how as black people we're even still working on getting like our own individual rights let alone like being up there in Hollywood Mm -hmm. um my first class ever was film history and like the first couple of black people weren't on screen until 1920 something and then before that when they would um try and cast black actors or whatever they would just be white people in blackface right so if you think about it like the 1920s it wasn't even that was only 100 years ago like it seems like a long time but it wasn't really even a long time ago Mm -hmm. so yeah i feel like my generation like gen z we're gonna have a lot more black people in film and a lot more black actresses and stuff because i mean like, for an example, if I become a director, the first thing I want to do is cast a black actress over a white actress. Like, right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but even, like, as far as my school, like, it's not really that diverse. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Like, in a class full of 90 students, like, we have really big classes. There's probably, like, 10 black students. But 10 is better than nothing. That you know is so I mean? true. So That's so true. And the fact that I feel like black people even feel... Like, they can go to film school now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I just don't feel like it's something black people talk about enough. I don't feel like um, when people are like, I want to go to like film school or study the arts, black people are not super supportive of that. It's just like, is that even going to make you money? Oh, yeah. Automatically the first thought. For sure. Um, And sometimes that does linger back, like, in the back of my mind. But I feel like when you have a purpose doing things, you don't really think about the money. It's going to come eventually. Right. Like when I started um, photography or whatever, my first like 10 shoots were free. I never intended to be a photographer that like, you know, uh, got booked or anything. Like it was just something that I started for fun. So even my photography page, like it being Jai Like Moon, it was supposed to be like a spam page. Like right. it was nothing that I really started to like build like 
a platform or like become a professional or whatever so yeah I feel like when you're creative and you go into and you're entering like the industry and you want to um do something in a creative field you just gotta stay on top of your purpose and stop thinking about the money like I would love that yeah wow wow I wish more people thought that way just because I feel like especially now it's just such like a hustle mentality like make what you have to make but your work is beautiful and I know you're making money you're always (laughs) shooting and I love it and I really feel like you capture like what black people are supposed to look like yeah instead of what white people want black people to look like Honestly, yeah. y'all go book y'all like Moon, okay? <laughs> I'm about to book too. I just don't like being in photo shoots. But I don't um, have a good enough concept. It's funny you said that because um, in 2021, like I decided to really like change my. Well, I'll just say like restructure. I don't want to be like labeled as a photographer. I want to mm-hmm. be labeled more as like a visual artist. So I'm starting more artistic pieces and stuff, and um, I'm trying to capture more pictures that you would see in an art gallery. So Ooh. March is Women's Month, Ooh. and I have a lot of stuff coming out and a lot of pieces, as in like I'll be selling glass prints. Ooh, of, I'm yeah, so excited! Black women. Oh my God, I want to buy one. So. Like I'm already, I'm going <laughs> to buy one. No, that's amazing. Herstory yeah. Month. <laughs> but yeah, I love that. Are you just gonna tie in like black women, or is it gonna just be black people in general? Um, it's gonna be black women. I want to kind of make black women my niche. Like, right. I want to really focus on black women because it's like you're a woman and you're black. Like, you already right. a double minor- minority, so it's like you got a lot up against you. And I want to really like focus on us and enlighten people about us and what we're capable of doing i love that so what inspired you to go into the art that for you um i'm not gonna lie i feel like i've always had like um creative ability but i definitely made a couple friends that um taught me a lot of what i know that let me use their equipment before i could even afford to get mine and so yeah i would just say passion and having the right people around me at the right time wow that's so cool so when did you start I guess taking it seriously um let's see I got my camera around May and then sometime in the middle of July this boy or no beginning of July I made this post on Twitter and I was like oh um I'm a photographer and I posted like three pictures that like I had taken or whatever and it got like a thousand retweets and from that this boy had dm'd me his name's aaron jordan shout out aaron but he was like um he has this concept that he wants me to execute and at the time i had like no experience or whatever <laughs> but like with me i'm like i can come with a little overconfidence so i was like yeah i got yeah. you but like i didn't even really know anyways long story short we worked out the um concept and i took the picture and posted it and like I don't know it just got so much love like I think it got like a thousand likes on his page and it got published on Insider we love that yeah we so love I was like to see black women <laughs> win oh my god how did that feel seeing your work you um, know, in a public forum yeah I don't know it was kind of like shocking a little bit because I was like whoa I really didn't even know what I was doing to be quite honest with you, I wasn't even the most confident about that photo. Like, <laughs> I just sent it to him. Like, 
you know, it's like when you like take a test and you just close yeah, your laptop. And you're like, for real. Yeah. So <laughs> it was like one of those things where I just sent it to him. And then like I sent it to my cousins and my friends and they're like, yo, this picture is tough. And I still didn't like it. Right. And like till this day, it's not my favorite picture. <laughs> but everyone's like, oh my God, I love this picture. Right. Blah, blah, blah. So yeah, I mean, it was cool, but it's only the beginning of a whole bunch of stuff. Oh my happened. God, we love Hopefully. that dreams goals aspirations yeah but do you feel like um white america how do you feel like they depict black people and what do you feel like how do you feel like you want to change that narrative Mm, i would say i mean that's my whole thing with like the film industry and why i keep emphasizing as a black woman i want to focus on black women because there's only so much i can do for me and people that look like me right but personally like i've dealt with a lot of white people like Mm. i went to my high school was six percent black what high school did you go to fairfax oh yeah (laughs) so my high school was 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 six percent black so um like even being around white people all the time like I never wanted to be like them yeah. I never tried to fit in or nothing like that like in high school I literally had no friends because I was like the only black girl in a class of 30 only black girl like on the bus for oh, like wow. 10 years straight oh wow yeah and like I've never once felt the need to like try and fit in with white people I've always tried to stand out I still go to school with my braids still go to school with weave like like all of that but um as an adult now I don't have to interact with them anymore um, right. obviously because I'm not forced to right and into the career that I'm going to I just want to be around my people make content for us by us you know what I mean yeah I love that trying to keep it in you know, yeah, we need to start gatekeeping, yeah, for sure. Because I just feel like we share too much of our concept and our ideas, and people take that, and then of course, it gets that whole argument of oh, appropriation and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We're just not gatekeeping enough, <laughs> but yeah, so how do you feel like you would depict black people, or like would you even want to depict slaves, you know what I mean, or black people in like traumatic situations? Because that's such a big theme in film. Like a lot of most black people in film have had to go through something traumatic, or Mm -hmm. the movie is generally something super dramatic. Mm -hmm. You know, it's never just like that good, happy, corny love story. Like Issa Rae tried to pull that off, and then she didn't even get that much support with her movie. And it's like, damn, like, why do people want to see us out, like, down bad? Right. Um, That's so, it's so great that you said that because I think about that so often. And um, honestly, I want to portray black people in a way that people don't see us. Like, I want to, like, film those success stories. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Why does it always have to be, like, struggle and then success? Like, (laughs) why can't we show, like, what generational wealth? wealth. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, what black generational wealth is. Like, why can't we? Because what people don't understand is it's not just making a movie. You're also teaching. Mm-hmm. So if we making movies about generational wealth and making movies about um, showing, you know, black people not always starting at the bottom and coming up, you're also inspiring other people. Like exactly. you're teaching them what they might not know through your content. So it's exactly. like I really don't want to focus on, you know, um, black just horror in a sense that it's like 
like you said earlier, always like showing us down bad. I feel like there's enough movies about that. I mean, right. that's all Tyler Perry does. Like Bruh. show black women being loud, yes. cheated on, yes. crazy. Like we've seen enough of that. Like it's exactly. time to see like the highlight. Like I want to see a movie about a black woman in Congress. Like I want to see a movie about right. a black woman being a Fortune 100 company owner. Like, you know? I love that. And it's like people like that. Like I personally have beef with Shonda Rhimes. And people, like, don't understand it. But the thing is, a lot of... Shonda Rhimes, she makes a lot of good shows. But she always shows, like, interracial relationships Mm -hmm. or, like, black women depending on white men. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you're a black woman with daughters. You know what I mean? And people tune into your stuff. And this is what you're putting out. You know, like, you're, you're showing a narrative that I don't feel like is big enough for you to keep pushing it like that. Because I just don't feel like I see that narrative enough for me to be like, oh, I relate. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I don't like that. Uh, well, I think, like, with Shonda Rhimes, it comes back to, like, passion versus selling. Mm -hmm. She's selling her shows, like, making uh, interracial couples in her um, shows, like, what's that one show? How to Get Away with Murder. Like, Annalise killing the white man. Yeah, and, like, Like, Scandal. It's gonna sell more than Annalise killing a black man. That's you know what I mean. So she's not really thinking about it from a passionate standpoint. She's thinking about it like, oh, what's gonna make money? What's gonna see, and what's gonna be entertaining? And it's like we all know what's wrong, and like there should be more inclusivity and blah blah blah. But it's like we be locked in. That's super true. Bridgerton was good. (laughs) Yeah, like Bridgerton was the bomb. We be locked in, like watching those shows, like binge watching and stuff. So it's like she knows what she's doing. She's marketing. She has a net worth of over a hundred and forty million dollars. Wow. I'd love to see black women win. I mean, even if they're selling out, it's okay. (laughs) I'm like she's still winning. It's not like I have those same intentions. Like there are the good, you know. film producers and directors that do focus on what you would want to see more, but they just right. don't get enough recognition. They right. don't have the budget right. to, you know, make films that are going to be, make films or TV shows that are going to be on ABC yeah, or and CBS. Market and, uh, and, that's why I love right. Jordan Peele, though. I think his mind is amazing. Because it's not conventional at mm-hmm. all. But the thing is, it's black people in interesting situations, and I mm-hmm. love that. Because even if it's not something like success stories, it's something that you would really only see white people do. Yeah, and it's like, like the, wow, black people situation. What was that situation. one uh, movie with Lupita Nyong'o? What was it called? Us. Us. Yeah. Yes. Okay, that's I a great love example. That movie. Like I love that would movie. be like a stereotypical white family. Type yeah, of movie. for real. Yeah. And the fact that I don't know, his he just has such deep meanings. You know what yeah, I mean? Like your sure. biggest enemy is you. Yeah. Like and you just have to like, you. and I feel like he always includes like black lingo. Mm-hmm, you know how black people would act, and I love that. I just love seeing us on screen because mm-hmm. I love movies and I love shows and I feel like if I can relate to that then somebody else can too mm-hmm. and someone who can see their dreams on a screen you know they can do better you know what I mean yeah have exactly. bigger aspirations exactly. but yeah also um you're a creative with I don't know do you call it a disability what do you consider it as a superpower a superpower <laughs> yeah I know like honestly, like not to be like corny no you have you literally have to frame things in a positive state of mind, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I feel like if you looked at it like a disability, oh, I'm sorry, I'm referring, Muna has um, ADHD. And, you know, for, I feel like in the black community, learning disabilities and even attention disabilities are not paid attention to enough. But the fact that, you know, you're thriving and you have that, you know, I feel like that is amazing and that is a superpower, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you're not letting it take over you and you're using it to your advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I would say like, I don't know, like in the past year or so and what I plan to do more with my work is make it really personal and kind of add a piece of me to my art. So um, last year I did a self-love project and a part of learning how to love myself is is learning how to love everything that comes with me. Mm. Um, That's beautiful. Yeah, like I, I just feel like if I didn't have ADHD, I just wouldn't be me. I couldn't imagine having like or not not being me, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know how to really phrase it so it makes sense, but... Your differences make you you. Yeah, for sure. Um, like, the other day, I this is funny, but I went to the post office. I had an appointment at 10 a.m. to um, get my passport changed or renewed. And so I went and got it renewed, and then I paid or whatever. And once you're getting it renewed, you have to give your old passport to them. Right. For them to give you, like, your new passport and, like, copy all the information. And they're going to send it in, like, three months or whatever. And so I left after that, and I went to Chick-fil-A, and then I went to the mall. And then once I came back from the mall, I came to my car. I'm, like, freaking out. I'm, like, where's my passport? So I run back into the mall. I, I spent, like, two hours there. I'm asking all the customer service, like, have you guys seen, like, a passport? Like, did I drop wow. my passport? <laughs> like, completely forgetting that I had an appointment at 10 a.m. that same morning. Like, <laughs> this is all, like, in the span of, like, two hours. Like, that's ADHD, like, right there. Wow. Like, as in my attention span was so gone that I forgot that I handed the yeah. woman at the, um, the, the post office my passport. So I ended up going back to the post office, and I'm like... Um, did you guys see like a passport in in the um, <laughs> on the street or something? I think I dropped it when I was running. I had an appointment this morning. She was like, "Ma'am, you gave me your passport." I was like, like no. "I was oh. like, no, I'm gonna just take this to the chin." And, <laughs> no, and for leave. real. Like, yeah, it was just wow. But that's like real life examples. You know, it's not talked about enough. You know yeah, I mean? like and shit like that happens. Nah, it be real, like, like that. Sometimes it's really scary because it's like, damn, like, am I really losing my memory? Like, is something wrong with me? And then you have to like remember that, you know, like that's just a part of having ADHD. Like, take it to the chin and move on. Like, right. you can't really like sit and think about it. Like. If I would have said and thought about it that day, like, it would have led me into a whole different point of, like, depression. But instead, mm-hmm. I turned into a laughing moment, came home, told my dad, he was laughing, he was like, you were so crazy. <laughs> and then that was just it, just went about my day, you know what I mean? But, yeah, um, some other, like, things that I would say, I don't want to say prohibit me, but kind of, like, slow me down a little bit is... Um, like, my t- time management is just off. So even being able to be a photographer and sending pic- people their pictures back to post on their birthday and, you right. know, being able to handle doing shoots and being in a school. And at right. one point I was working. Um, it's just impressive. And I just, yeah, I just feel like without ADHD, I wouldn't be me. And I definitely don't let it hinder anything that I do. And I don't turn it into an excuse for the mistakes that I make. Yeah, as you should. Taking accountability is, I think, the biggest part of self-growth. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're not for letting sure. it hinder you because you're like, I have it, and how can I deal with this? You know? Yeah, for sure. And honestly, people struggle with what you struggle with without ADHD. Mm-hmm. So you have ADHD and you're doing it, you know what I mean? And that is a big accomplishment within itself. <laughs> and do you feel like your parents, um, do you feel like they've been acknowledging about it you know what I mean like nurturing towards it yeah for sure especially um 
like in my adult life for definitely 100%. They're definitely like supportive and same thing. Like they don't allow me to like take it and make excuses, but like they understand. They don't like bash me or anything like that. So I'm really grateful to have um, understanding parents at this time. Like I wasn't, you know, always like that, but definitely with growth and just allowing myself to um, be honest, I got to this point where we can openly communicate about my issues and so on and so forth. But I also used to have really, really bad anxiety, which is an, also an ADHD symptom. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I'll tell you, a couple months ago, I would not have made this drive down here to talk to you. Like, it's so bad to a point where I've been to one party in, like, the last three years. Right. I just, I'm very, like, introverted, which mm-hmm. is kind of weird, because people see me, and they're like, oh, there's no way she could be I know, on social media, I'm like, no, she's so outgoing, yeah. she's so cute, I love that. <laughs> no, I, I'm outgoing, but I'm definitely, like, an outgoing introvert, like, I'm mm-hmm. very to myself and stuff, so, um, yeah, my parents did help a lot with that, um, just me being transparent with them about my anxiety, I feel like helped me more than hiding it, because I used to, like, be that one person that would have, like, a mental breakdown, and hear somebody coming, and then, like, you know, come back to normal. Right. But I just realized that being transparent helps you with your problems more than it helps other people. You right. know what I mean? Because, like, at the end of the day, people don't judge you as much as you think. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the issues that we think we go through, a lot of the things that we think we can't prove are, like, is to ourselves. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, we seek a lot of validation from others. And right. It just helps you deteriorate i don't know being comfortable in your own skin allows you to be better with other people you know what i mean because you're not constantly projecting or constantly like what are they feeling about me yeah and i feel like that's really the key you know to maturity being comfortable in your own skin you know learning who you are learning how you operate and so i love that yeah i love that so much i want to thank you so much for coming um thank you for talking on the show no problem i love your insight and i really love what we talked about today Yeah, me too. Thank you for having me. No problem.